you are high and lifted up. You are glorious. You are seated upon the throne. You are king of all kings and lord of all who say they are lords. You are the one true God. There is absolutely no one like you. Your existence proves to us how good you are. And we are the sheep of your pasture. And it is our honor to follow you, to belong to you. It is our honor to call you, call ourselves your people. Give us the opportunity, Lord, to continue to declare that we are your people. We are absolutely and completely in love with you because the love that you give to us is unlike anything we have ever experienced. And Lord, it is our honor to serve you, to worship you, to belong to you. Now, Father, give us the opportunity to execute your kingdom as we establish it again in our hearts and among those we love and then, and then among those who don't know you yet. Make us a people who are an example of those who are yielded to your heavenly agenda. We count it as a privilege to belong to you. In Jesus' name, give us courage and boldness in our tongue, in our mouths, in our actions, our decisions. Let them glorify you in the face of a nasty and horrible enemy. The enemy that is after our souls, after our children, after the generation. Make us powerful and bold. Put your word in our mouths and make us an example of who you say we are. As we are a reflection of you and your glory, we give you honor and praise this morning in Jesus' name. If you love Jesus, why don't you clap your hands and show him how much you love Jesus. Thank you so much to the, um, if you would, uh, help me if you would, uh, 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 thanks to the worship team this morning. Uh, you guys were excellent this morning. We appreciate you following the Lord and being sensitive to him. Appreciate you. You may have a seat this morning. Uh, you know, strange thing, Dad, I woke up with this word in my heart on Wednesday morning. And I had purposed in my heart that I was going to say it to the, to the staff. Just never uh, got the opportunity to get there. We were doing a lot of things uh, this week, great plans and things happening in our house. And we were preparing for all that God is doing. Um, and so I, I didn't get the chance um, on, on Wednesday morning and then um, so I get the opportunity to do it today so I was uh, usually when I get the assignment I get an idea immediately most of the time when I don't get an assignment that's when I get nervous P because I don't know what's going to happen I really didn't get the assignment when, when I got it today, uh, earlier when I did and so I was thinking about it praying about it yesterday and the Lord reminded me of what I had already prepared so I decided I was going to leave it alone because I had already thought about it I already figured it out I was just going to leave it alone put it in put it in the spot transfer it from the notes to the to the uh to the place where I preach from and uh and and leave it alone I uh, decided that we had good worship this morning uh went back in the back and the Lord said check Check the iPad, check the iPad, and every single one of the notes was gone, disappeared, goodbye. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
such the strange thing, but I, I feel like um, even when um, the Lord talked to me, I uh, just want to kind of even just talk out of my heart, if that's okay with you. Um, I feel like um, somebody who has a responsibility to train and push and advance and prepare people to accomplish what God has created for them to do. And uh, sometimes we come here knowing a whole lot of stuff and then not knowing a, a lot of things. And, and right. And so we want to to know what we need to know, uh, uh, but be able to use it in our lives. Um, um, we our bishop has been has been saying this over and over again since August. It's November. Since August, we've been talking about divine reversals. Um, that was is a very precious thing for me because I literally need God to reverse the time, which is impossible in my humanity. You understand what I'm saying? It is impossible for me to re to turn the hands of time backwards, um, and 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 the things that have that have gone on in my life. Uh, honestly, I must I must say. Uh, that it was the best year of my life. From August 8th to August 8th, oh my God. Uh, people who say that marriage is hard the first year, P, I don't even know what they be talking about, for real. They, what they doing? Uh, you know, I got the opportunity just because I got the mic. Uh, clap your hands, welcome Bishop Johnson, who just walked in, walked in the door from Fort Myers, just walked in the door. <laughs> Uh, so we get the opportunity. I, I'm, 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 I'm honored to be have to have had uh, the blessing of God in my life, uh, a dream come true. Um, but how many of you know? Sometimes when you get your dream, it also comes with complications. It comes with things that'll stretch you, uh, things that'll push you, things that'll slow you down, things that'll shut you up. Hush yourself. Hush. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Hold your tongue. Don't say nothing. Lord Jesus. And it's the best thing in the world, and it's, and it's, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, but it also, for me, uh, it set me up, I don't know about you, but it set me up to believe God for more. It set me up to believe God for bigger and for better. It's like the blessings that God has given before are proof that he can do it again and again. But it's a challenge when you don't see what you want. But my brother keeps saying, he's been saying he's gone, he's disappeared, I don't know where he's at. My brother has been saying you got to Say it until you see it. Ain't that good? That'll preach for another time. And so I've been declaring this divine reversal in my life and watch, just watching God do things and things a little bit slower than I would like to. But, but um, I think if you, I, I believe that if you really trust the Lord, then your attitude and your emotions and your decisions are a reflection of that choice. So there's no need in getting anxious for what God has already said belongs to you. Even, especially, especially not even when, but especially when what's, what you see is exactly opposite of what God said. 
And so sometimes we have to remind ourselves of what God said. Keep it in your heart, Rod, because sometimes what you see with your eyes is not what is said. But if you can keep saying what you heard him say, then it will become a reality in your heart and in your spirit and you can tell your whole world what God said and then your whole world has to, has to reflect what the word of God said. I'm trying to help you this morning remember that this is a time of divine reversal. That's okay, I've got a verse for you, two verses. Two verses for you, E. Two of them, now I done said it twice, but this is gonna be the third time I done said this word. I got two verses for you that I promise you are going to uh, 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 help you th through this time. Now, I remember being unmarried and getting to November and feeling like, dang, Lord, you haven't done it yet. I remember sometimes I would get to, the, to January and I'd get a question. Sometimes it was from me, sometimes it was from the Lord, and sometimes it was the devil. Now, some of y'all need to learn the difference between them things because sometimes it's the same question, but the source is different. You understand? And so what the question would be in the beginning of the year is, what if God does not do it this year? And so you get to November and it ain't happened yet. What do you do with your emotions? What do you do with your attitude? What do you do with your decisions? Do you just spend the money because you ain't, you ain't see what you were supposed to, what you was waiting for yet? Do, is your attitude nasty? Because you, 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 you got this thirst inside of you that ain't been quenched. I'm trying to help you this morning to, to fix your life. Because when, you, when you get something from God, it's just a matter of you hold on, holding on to it in such a way that it can't help but manifest itself. I got two verses. She ain't going to be long, but she will be strong. Zechariah. We don't ever even go to that book that much. I was listening to one of the people that I listen to sometimes, and uh, she was saying, you know, I love the Old Testament God. A lot of people don't like the Old Testament God. Because <laughs> that, that part of God's personality, people don't really like that part. But, but I'm here to tell you that the Old Testament God is the same as the new one. I'm trying to help you. Zechariah 9, verse 11 and 12. And I'm going to take the statements, comma, by period, by comma, and we'll be done for today. Is that all right? Zechariah 9, verse 11 and 12. I don't know, uh, Dad, I'm learning, I'm learning. If this is exegesis or eisegesis, you tell me. All right, that's what it is. What would you say? All right, let me know. Uh, Zechariah 9, 11 and 12. It says, as for you also. Now, when the Bible starts with that, when you start with that type of verse, you kind of want to know what's happening before then. And what you look, look, you can look at it in your own time. I'm, I'm challenging you to be a grown-up Christian and look at the Bible your own self. That good? And so verse nine, 1 through 9 is all the things that Israel has been through that have been devastating. It's been famine, it's been captive, it's been slavery, it's been weather and horrible nests, right? And then in verse 11, things kind of change. The attitude just kind of flips itself. How many of you, some of y'all in this need, God just flip, go ahead, 
flip yourself, flip yourself like that. Don't you need God to do that? I appreciate that. Pete, go ahead and do that. Do a prophetic demonstration we'll for your own self. Just flip that thing for yourself, all right? Eleven, verse 11 and 12 of, of, of chapter 9 in Zechariah says, As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I have set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Sound like thirst to me. Verse 11, return to the stronghold. Somebody say, go back. back. Return to the stronghold, O prisoner who have the hope. This very day. Somebody look at somebody square in the back of their soul say, this here day. Come on, turn somebody. I know you don't want to hear me say it. So somebody say, this today. It says, I am declaring that I will restore double to you. Two of them, P, you understand what I'm saying? Two of them. They ain't hear me, that's all right, I'm gonna break it down for them so we can be forever and consistently be broke. Top of it, it says, Top of it, it says, as for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you. Now listen, this, is, this blessing is not based off of something that you have done. Because I promise you, thought of something right after you did it that would have canceled out that blessing. You understand? This is not about what you are capable of. This is not about what your education bought you. This is not because of the way that you think or how creative you are. This is because of the covenant that God made because of the blood of my covenant. Now, I would love to stay there because you know this is my, one of my favorite topics to talk about. But here's what I will remind you of in Revelations 11, 12, 11. And it says that the enemy was overcome because of the word, because, sorry, because of the blood of the lamb, the word of my testimony, and they, they didn't love their life even when it came to death. Now, I remember a story telling, my father telling me the story about how when God created, made a covenant with Abraham, the one that is still trekking through uh, the, the Old Testament into this postmodern world, that same blessing that God made over Abraham, cut down, cut the bloody animals, right? And it hacked them to pieces and the blood is running between one and another. And God, and, and, and it says, may this happen to me if I come out of this covenant. Covenant is more than a promise. It's more than a contract because it's, because this 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 one cannot become out cannot be uh, uh, undone. God says because of His blood, He makes this covenant with you. Now you have to be somebody who believes in the blood of Jesus. Let me qualify it real quick because it's it's a lot of people calling themselves Christians and spiritual. But they don't believe in the power of the blood of Jesus because it is that blood that God makes his covenant on. Now help you with anybody else's blood because their blood, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with yourself. 
But those of us, it says, those for, for, as for you. It's, uh, in other words, it's a y'all and it's a you. It's, it's, the y'all ain't gonna get it, it's as for you. It's, it's, it's somebody specific that gets the, the result of this covenant. It, I'm just, I'm just, it's so interesting. I didn't even see that part when I talked about it in it. Because of this blood of a covenant with you. So now you have to settle in yourself if whether or not you truly believe in Jesus Christ. I'm telling you the demarcation, the dichotomizing line is being drawn in the sand. And you're going to have to decide which side you, you stand for. Lord, help us. It says, I have, next part of the verse, I have set your prisoners free from waterless, for the waterless pit. Isn't that interesting? Why you say, Ma, I don't know why you say. Uh-huh. This is, what I first saw very clearly is this is about being thirsty. Now, thirst, the thirst is real. Turn somebody, look square in the face and say, the thirst is real. Some of you have been really thirsty. Now, thirsty these days is made. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's not, a, it's not, it's nasty, mama and daddy. I need, I need, it's, no, it's, it's a few generations in this room. We need to make sure that, you know, that those of us who are uh, 20 and 30 years older than me, when you're thirsty, it, it, it means that you, that, you, that you want something that you ain't got. <laughs> Lord Jesus, but you know that thirst is a whole lot of leaves. You know, it's uh, you can be thirsty emotionally, and anxiety is ruling your life. Every time somebody says something, you get offended. Thirsty. Somebody ask you a question and you you just sensitive. I can't stand it. Look, I, I, I wasn't all that happy about how my mama raised me, but I promise you at 47, I'm happy. Because I ain't no punk. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I can make a decision to be offended or not. Some of y'all is thirsty. Some of y'all is thirsty mentally, addicted to scrolling in your phone, addicted to information, addicted to social media. You got to know what's going on. Addicted to TikTok. Let me tell you something, it's addictive. You can jump down a rabbit hole if you just turn on the TikTok. And it's TikToking all your time away. And it's leaving you thirsty. Because you walk away from it, having compared yourself to somebody else's fake life. Some of y'all are thirsty physically thirsty and your nasty attitude is proof that you are pissed because you can't have sex. I'm talking to those who are single, of course. You know I love you, right? You know I told you I'm, I'm, I'm married, but I'm not going to leave you. 
But the way I'm not going to leave you, though, is I'm going to help you where you are. Because I ain't in control of when that changes. And while we wait, we trust the Lord. And if uh, I tell my, my, uh, my nieces and my nephews and my, my godchildren, uh, what is the definition of patience? Now, I can't say going at somebody else's patience without pushing your own. Three-year-olds don't understand that. But I can say waiting with a good attitude. Instead, your attitude has been thirsty. Some of y'all are thirsty physically for food. I'm going to turn my life this way. Mm. Food is following. Food is feeding you. Can't go to sleep without something sweet. You just got to have it fried. You ain't had water in a week. You in trouble. You can't even go to the bathroom good because you ain't had no water. I'm sorry, my Bible said that the that food is for the uh-huh stomach. It's not for your emotions. Ain't that interesting? I love the Lord for putting stuff like stupid stuff like that in the Bible. It, it's, but because it ain't that stupid. Like, why would he put that in the middle of, a, of it all? To remind us to hold things the, in, in the proper perspective. And sometimes food is, has been a thing that has fed your emotions. And I promise you, as soon as you feed your emotions, you will have to release yourself. I'm going to leave that right there. You caught it then, your old boy. I appreciate that. Zechariah reminds us that God said he was going to free, he said, I have, set pre, see, I have set your prisoners free from the waterless places. Verse 12, return to the stronghold. And I think this is something that everybody needs to remember is, you know, listen, uh, let me read the whole statement. I think I want to read the whole statement in the NLT. I like it better in this um, It's not the NLT, Lord. It was another version that I read that talked about, maybe you could help me, Mary, because you and Regina help me like that sometimes. Um, there's one that specifically says, you prisoners of hope. Oh, prisoners who have the hope is what this, verse, this version says. Return to the stronghold, oh, prisoners who have the hope. But I like the version that says, oh, prisoners of of hope and what I what I love about this is two things number one we got to return back to God turn somebody look, tell them, look them square in the face say you need to return to God come on every day come on turn and look at somebody else say return to God some of, some of you guys are having very tough challenges because you just got to return to God that's what your morning devotions is all about is every morning you need to return to God NIV it was an IV that says uh, uh, return to you in King George, we says to it, uh, I'm gonna I'm step down to Trish. Oh, it's on the thing. No, it ain't. There it is. All right. Return to your stronghold, oh prisoners of hope. I like this. Let me tell you why I like this. Let me tell you. You, you listening? When the Lord said this to me, I said, "Well, that it. Check this out. You, you listening? It said, "I have set you free from prisoners, free from the waterless pit." Right. 
And then it says, return to the stronghold, O prisoners of hope. There's a, I see a, a, a comparison in these days in here. You can either be a prisoner of your thirst or you can be a prisoner of hope. The challenge is they feel the same. In your emotions, they feel the same because the issue you ain't got what you want. Now the difference between the two is the pit ain't going nowhere. When you're at the pit, you're at the bottom level. Only way you can go is up that way. But you ain't got no hope if you ain't got no Jesus. Let me help you out with that real quick. Or you can be a prisoner of hope. Now who? Now how? Do, what does hope look like? What does hope really feel like? It feels like it's not, not the end. Remember, faith is the substance of things right there. So it's the substance of things hoped for. It is the, the, um, the evidence or the things, the, the like the intangible tangibility of what you haven't got yet. Faith is for now, hope is for later. That makes sense to you? So if you can decide to be a prisoner of your thirst, or you can be a prisoner of hope. What I love about this is it's your choice. It's your choice to hear the word of the Lord and be like, man, it ain't gonna never happen. That sounds like a pit to me. Versus, you know what, Lord, I trust you whenever you say your will is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I will prove that it is that. For those of us who turn back to the Lord, I like it in the NLT, this last version. Because I'm almost done. I'm about to be done. I'm about to tell you three, four things. I'm going to be done. I already told you one of them. Zechariah 9, 12, in the NLT, it says, come back to the place of safety. I love this. You know, there's no safer place to put your dreams than in the hands, I'm sorry, in the, than in bloody hands of Jesus Christ. There's no safer place to put the things that you want God to do than in the hands of your Savior. Because if you have them yourself, you already have the inability. You are incapable of bringing them to reality. But the fact that the hands were bloody and the res resurrection of the hands of that man is the guarantor of your blessings. I think I'm going a little bit ahead of myself. It says, come back to the place of safety. All you prisoners who still have hope. It says, I promise you, I love the way this says it. God help me. Prisoners of hope. Let me, prisoner of hope. Number one, if you're a prisoner of hope, that means you belong to God. Yeah. And I think that's a question you ought to ask yourself. Is if you truly belong to God. When you are prisoner of hope, you are full of faith. That means you can't be talked out of what you're believing God for. You can't be doctor resulted out 
of believing what God said. You can't be fact by fact out of believing what the Lord said when you are a prisoner of hope. Then you, then you can't go wrong. And he calls that place a stronghold. Because sometimes the things we, we got holding on to our dreams are weak. Last thing the prisoner of hope is, 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 is you got joy in the process. <laughs> have mercy on us all. Somebody say have mercy. Joy in the process. Why? Because I trust that what the word said, it will do. And if I'm not mistaken, he don't put out a word that he don't make sure it comes back to him having done what, what he said it was going to do. He don't put it out unless he knows it's going to be accomplished. I'd love to be, I'd rather be that prisoner. That gives me joy in the process. Just a matter of time, Lord, just a matter of time. Just a matter of time, Lord, just a matter of time. Last thing it says in this verse, and I like it in the NLT specifically, Kenny, Zechariah 9, 12, at the end of it, he says, I, listen to you now, I'm about to read the word of the Lord to you. Now, I'm thinking about that time when Jesus was getting ready to be taken from the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, I don't know if you've ever read this part. Check me if you haven't read it. Uh, they come into the garden. They're reading and whatever. And, and, and the, the 600 men, that's a cohort, come, with, come to get Jesus. Judas makes a beeline for Jesus and kisses him on the cheek. Jesus stops them and asks a question. He said, who are you here for? Check me. He said, who are you here for? And they respond to him, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. That's all he said. He made a declaration of who he was in that moment. And you know what happened? It blew them back. Just him acknowledging who he was blew them back and to the ground like his name drove his enemies to the ground. When, when Jesus speaks a word, if you hear it the way you're supposed to hear it, it'll back down every enemy that exalts itself above the knowledge of Jesus. So, so when I read this word, you can take it for yourself. Just like you have the opportunity to decide to be offended, you also have the opportunity to decide to receive a word as life, as transformation, as power, as staying power, as keeping power. So what, is the, what does the Bible say? It says, come back to the place of your safety, all you prisoners of hope. I promise this very day that I will repay. Check out the way it says it like this, mama. Two blessings for each of your troubles. I'm sorry, I like that. I, I, I like this version. You know what the, the Lord said to me? Count your troubles. Count the problems. 
Don't be scared of facing the facts because that empowers you to keep the faith. Count them. Face them. Be honest about what you did and what you didn't do. Think about those consequences that you have suffered. Those things you need God to turn around. He was the one who said, I'll give you two of them for each of your troubles. I'm sorry, I love that part. Blow me back, Jesus, knock me to the ground. Two of them. Turn somebody, say two of them. I say two of them, P. You know what I'm saying? caveat I already talked about a couple of them you know trusting in the blood soaked hands right deciding to be a prisoner of hope but I'm also reminded about a caveat in Deuteronomy 28 1 and 2 now you can read the whole chapter for yourself there's a lot of list of things that you can take on there but I think this is important last thing Poppy De Deuteronomy 28 1 through 1 and 2 it says if Somebody say if. Yes. Sound like a condition to me, right? Yeah. If you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord will set you high above the nations of this world. And you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Not that you can pay for your blessings but that God needs to know that you can handle it. And the prerequisite is two things. Number one, your full obedience and your careful keeping of his commands. What you gonna do? Barbecue a meal, do? That's how we say it when we kids, feel that? <laughs> what you gonna do? You need a divine reversal? Then I, I dare you to become a prisoner of hope. And remember what God said and that his words will not return to him. Having not completed what he said they would do, but get this, that can be done in you or in, done in those who listen and do. Because his will is a whole lot bigger than the things you want for him to do. This is about his will and his kingdom being set in this world. And if there's any time right now, between now and Tuesday, Jesus, we need your kingdom to be established and we need your people to be obedient and fully, uh, fully do the command. You understand? Lord, help us, help us, help us. Help us because we need to be the reality, the evidence of who you are and what you're capable of. Lord, that looks like divine reversals in each and every one of our lives, different situations, different time settings, different uh, background, different history, different needs. But Lord, if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done.
And so, Lord, set us up today to, uh, to truly be recipients of your word and your, and your divine reversal, Lord. In your precious son, your blood-soaked son's hands, name, amen and amen.